But you gotta admire Tricky's stick to itiveness. He he went and got one. And now I have three. Three? Yeah. Why? I got one for the studio, one for work, and one for the bathroom. You do realize there are people <laughs> one for the bathroom five that cannot get one because people <laughs> yeah. you five. Thank you, ones. Steven. At least you caught that. I said that as a joke, and I was just completely skipped right over that. With the power of remote play, anywhere can be your bathroom. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Trophy Horrors. This is episode 457. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. We're recording a little later today. I know you guys uh, up there in New York, you're used to the New York nightlife, but here in the Midwest, I am not. <laughs> uh, we don't have Yield with us, but we do have a blast from the past. He is the master of the dual screens. He's Mr. Stephen Fontana. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back, and I'm glad that we were able to make this work out this week. Thank you, Alex, for your for your noble sacrifice. How are everybody? How are you guys doing? No, it's just it's good to have you back on the show because I know we were we were trying last week and we just couldn't work out. So whenever we can get your your uh, your opinion and that sultry voice on our show, then I will make whatever sacrifices are needed. I appreciate that, bud. All right. Well, Stephen, uh, it's been customary that when we have a guest on the show, we have to ask the universal question that Alex is probably tired of me asking our guest. Sure, sure, sure. What is your opinion on peanut butter on waffles and pancakes? Peanut butter is good on anything. It should. Would I prefer it on on waffles and pancakes? No, waffles more so than pancakes, though, for sure. Like I could do a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on a toasted couple of pieces of waffle, like for sure. Like an ego, absolutely. What is wrong with you people? What's there's nothing wrong with it. Peanut butter is the, is the most universal and most delicious thing ever. Well, well, you're also a pineapple on pizza guy, aren't you? I'm not a. I choose pineapple on pizza, but if it's on pizza, I'm not going to be like, "Ew, get this pizza away from me." I'll be like, "Okay, it's free pizza. I'm gonna eat it." You know, <sighs> tricky. Do you feel betrayed? <laughs> I really do feel betrayed because you feel like I feel like you position this whole thing as like a New York versus Midwest thing where only the people in the Midwest uh, <laughs> who apparently hide bodies in their basement are allowed to enjoy peanut butter on waffles and pancakes. It's just nasty. The only thing that should be on waffles and pancakes is butter and syrup. That's it. Uh, oh, 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 wait, oh, wait, wait. I'm being betrayed by my own daughter right now. Sweet mama, do you come here? This doesn't surprise me. Very quickly. Well, I mean, she does. She is the only. She does have the most crowns in the family for mm-hmm. all guys. So maybe we should listen to her. Or we should, yeah. Wait, what did you just say is okay on waffles and pancakes? Say it into the microphone. Nutella. Oh, that's delicious. I was going to say Nutella is, is delicious on waffles and pancakes for Not sure. Not quite peanut butter, but it is a, uh, a a nut butter spread. So indeed, it's in the family. Uh, I, I'm feeling very betrayed. Especially I feel like Tricky can no longer answer this question because he's basically like living at the bottom of a well now as far as his feelings go. He's just crestfallen. Well, I'm I'm more crestfallen that 
Stephen has uh, agreed to defile pizza. I mean, I am not going to judge somebody. I'm not going to yuck somebody's yum. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to kink shame around here. You want to put some fruit on your pizza? <laughs> go ahead. You know, that's your prerogative. All right, let's go into updated trophy counts. I am level 602, total trophies of 13,613 with 249 platinums. I got two in the last week. Alex? Did you send me an agenda this week, Tricky? Because I don't have anything in my email. I did send you an agenda. Ah, there uh, we go. Agenda. Yeah, sorry. Just had to turn the Wi-Fi on for a moment to uh, pull it up. Level 438 with a total trophy count of 7,095. And a platinum count of 107 and 106 games. Yield is level 432. Total trophies of 6,842 with 112 platinums. Sid is level 511 with a total trophies of 10,027 with 173 platinums. He got another one, but I forgot to look what it was. And Steven. Hi, I'm level 291. And let me tell you, when they changed these levels, boy, was I happy about that. But I still look really, really terrible compared to everybody here. Uh, total trophy count of uh, 2,511 and 11 platinums. And I am working on my 12th and 13th as we speak. Uh, I, as I look right now, Sid's latest platinum was birthday of midnight. Sounds like a real winner. Sounds like a, a rat plat. Speaking from the, the rat king plat, or the rat plat king. <laughs> hey. Which one of you, uh, did you guys get the Mayo 2 plat yet? I did. Do you even have to ask him, Steven? <laughs> I will not defile my dual sense with that bullshit X-tapping. I will not allow it. I, but you have, the, you have the first Mayo plat, don't you? Yeah, but it was on my Vita, and all I had, and my Vita is like, okay, it's just, it's just the Vita, you know. At that point, no one uses that anymore. <laughs> the Vita is the Vita's dead. Rest in peace. You know what I mean? The Vita was dead like eight years ago. It, it became an easy plat uh, machine for me. Like that's how I got to eleven. Like I got like six plats playing like dumb games that were cross by or whatever the hell they were. Didn't even have to use Telltale. The Telltale route. You could go another route. You you are someone who went the the route less traveled. I I beat the first Batman game on Telltale Batman game, got the plat in that and said, I refuse, refuse as much as the story was cool, refuse to play the second one. I cannot endure another six hours of that horrendous engine just for a platinum trophy. Not happening. Actually, the, the, well, the engine got better in the second one. I, I, that's what everybody said for the entire nine years that Telltale was making these games. Oh, no, it's better. It runs better now. No. You're lying to me. It didn't run yeah, better. You, you could you could say the engine was better in the second one, but think of how many games they put out before the second Batman. <laughs> well, listen, I'm not I'm not debating that. I'm just saying the engine got better for the second one. Uh, you know you know the 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 like last fist fight you do in the first one. There's like a a, a, a very uh, climactic fist fight in the game uh, at the very end of the first Batman Telltale game. I did that entire fist fight against somebody that wasn't that didn't exist. The person disappeared. That's how I beat that that boss encounter. I was punching the air. All right. Well, I don't know what you're <laughs> here's the thing about that game, Stephen. I played through it. I have the platinum, and I remember nothing from that Batman game. Something, something, Two Face uh, running. Somebody running for office. Uh, Batman. Uh, that's about where I, what I got out of it. Well, I mean, you have a, a new console here, Steven. I do. You have the PlayStation 5 before any of us. So I'm surely, you said you're working on two Platinums now. Surely you're playing some good stuff now. 
He's playing Mayo too. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. I'm I'm glad that they waited for next gen to put out Mayo too, so we can get those 4K 60 FPS Mayo jars. That's what we no, need. No, it's still it's still a PS4 game. Yeah, but it's gonna get you know you got the power of the PS5 backwards compatibility. You know what I mean? Jim Ryan, <laughs> Jim Ryan doing work out there. He knew. He knew. We had to get Mayo to Mayo two out after PS5 came out. We had to. As sad as it is, Stephen, you know, just by how many people have commented about it, like in the in the Trophy Horse chat and like just in game stuff and all the groups, you know, a lot of people have bought that game just for the Easy Platinum. I, my little group of people have sent their selfies of them tapping the X button for that stupid <laughs> Platinum trophy. I'm like, okay. How many TikTok videos were made of people tapping for that trophy? I honestly have not seen one. But then again, uh, Stephen apparently doesn't know what TikTok is. TikTok, listen. <laughs> I know what TikTok is. I refuse to be sucked into that wormhole. I, I messaged my cousin, my cousin who is in the know, like a total like millennial, like really in there, like Gen Z cusp millennial. I think he was born in 92 or four or something like that, like really in there. And he's like, oh no, oh no, Steven, I stay away from TikTok. I was like, that's all I need to know. I am staying way far away from that shit. No, thank you, sir. Well, I'm good. Our TikTok is blowing up, apparently. Blowing up. Blowing up. Right now, uh, I posted some... I just, there you go. I just opened TikTok just to get the, the things. Uh, I started posting pictures or uh, videos, and we were to get 96 followers uh, and... Uh, Yield videos on playing Rocket League are fucking blowing up. Blowing 96 up. 96 followers. That's the definition of blowing up. Well, considering that we had 30 and I posted about 50 videos and we've gotten people. I we, We've actually had people uh, on here challenging uh, the Brothers of Destruction to a downright uh, King of the Hill style melee brawl. Well, we've never heard anything about this. Why haven't you told about us about this before? Because I told you, mofos, excuse me, uh, Stephen, we have to handle some trophy horse business real quick. Indeed, indeed. I I told you, mofos, to all make a TikTok Absolutely account. Absolutely fucking not. I, I don't <laughs> care if you ever post a video, but at least make the account so you can go on these videos and you can see these people. Because I come back and I go, I said, see, Stephen, I, you, you, you have to see my frustration. We, we, as the Brothers of Destruction, all have this group text. For some reason, anytime I take a screenshot of my phone or I send them a picture, it sends them a link instead of actually sending them the picture. Then they all bitch and complain. Well, I can't see what this is. I don't know what this is. And I'm like, all right, listen, go it. You'll see the comment. People are uh, people are ball cam shaming us. We they are camera. No, 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 no. they're not ball shaming cam us. shaming me because I don't use ball cam. No, they're telling you to use ball cam. That's the problem. Oh, they can get the hell out of here. I'm not using Every ball cam. Every video that I post of you and Homer, the, the number one comment that I get every flipping time is, yo, turn on ball cam. Not well. you, your People game will get TikTok so much better. Do not hold your breath because you're going to suffocate before I turn to ball cam. Is that like what, is that like riding with training wheels, ball cam? It, it basically, the, the camera stays fixed on the ball at all times instead of like you like being able to move the, the ball or the camera around the field. Yeah, I, I usually switch between them. Like, if I'm close to the... Or I need to find the ball, I'll switch the ball cam real quick. But, like, I don't know. And and a camera shake. Now, the one positive that it did come out of uh, the TikTok videos is somebody recommended us changing our camera angles. 
And Yield said he did it, and it improved his game significantly. Now I just got to get hard-headed Alex to do the same thing. Oh. Well, usually it's Yield who won't adhere to whatever you're asking him to do. Yeah, but I asked you, hey, change, change your perspective. I'm not doing it. I right, didn't turn say that. Cap- you never told me that. We never had that I absolutely did. I can go back and take back the Rocket League Thursdays. We're, we're embarrassing ourselves in front of Steven. Also, Tricky, just be our hype man. Go on to TikTok since you've already dove into those waters and just find challenges for us. You can be our hype man. I, I do, and I and I send them to the Trophy Wars Facebook group. I send them to uh, – I, I it's easy to tag them. Like, like right, right now, uh, Dupes, who is uh, becoming a new streamer with us, uh, he started posting his Rocket League videos, and uh, out of the 20 out of the 35 videos I posted to him, they all want to trade for his car. And then they also say that he's not good enough to have the car that he should just give it up. <laughs> wow. It's a hell of a community. They're fostering really loving people out there. Sounds very toxic. Uh, if I could find the comment right now, one of these comments goes, I can't believe you have the skin and you suck so bad. Wow. Putting some respect and it was on, on it. And, it, and it was on a... Re- did well, you see, tell that we, person to get good? <laughs> we did. Fucking nailed him. Uh, uh, but it, it, the problem is, is that... Uh, I the, Another problem I have with the TikTok is that everybody... Uh, apparently, I don't know how they're seeing this, but they all know that we're all in bronze. And I keep telling them, because we don't play competitive matches, we only do casual. So we'll always be in bronze because we're never going to rank up. And then they tell you, well, that's why you suck. Got him. And then, and then, then I love the people that tell us, oh, oh, these skills, uh, you know, I, uh, you, you, uh, you'll get, you'll suck. And they go, hey, give them a break. They just started playing. I'm like, motherfucker, we've been playing since launch on the PS4. And everybody assumes because we're free to play that we're new gamers. We mean we're free to play. We bought the Rocket Pass this year. You bought the Rocket Pass the season before this. I did. Am I free to play because I won't pay $22 for a, a goal score animation? No, you're free to play because you apparently suck so bad that you're new to the game. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so, sounds like you, you need to challenge some noobs in the street, start handling business. I, I, I told him, I said, uh, show up Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv backslash Proving Gamer and go into the chat and let them know that you want to fight them. And a couple people said they were going to show up in the schoolyard. The problem is, the problem is nobody else, look, nobody that streams that night except for me actually looks at the chat. Well, I mean, if we have four people or like five people, which sometimes the brain shows up, we've had Mark show up, we've had um, Levi show up. You know, if there's somebody who's not playing in the rotation that night, then that person can watch the chat. It's kind of hard to watch a chat and react. Um, oh, absolutely. And play while at the you're same playing time. Rocket League, because sometimes there's only like 20 seconds between matches. And matches go, like, besides goal scores, which are like 10 seconds, it's like a breakneck pace. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find some of the comments right now. Uh, I'll look at the, some of the comments. Alex, what, tell us what you've been playing. More of Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. I have gotten to, I think, the seventh dimension now. So uh, one of the things I want to clear up, we talked about it uh, as a news article on this show before, is like the, I can't remember what it was, but there was something about 100 levels in the game. And... I want to go ahead and say that there's not uh, there's 43 levels in the game, five of them being boss fights, and I think what other people are mentioning are like the there's these flashback tapes which are essentially like how good are you at platforming because it's like hey here's a giant pit and over this pit are, are boxes destroy as many boxes as you can and get to the end so that's like 20 something I think it's 21 levels that's not including the 43 but um, 
So the 43, like, they have inverted mode, which is like they're switched left to right. So once you go through a level normal, you can go through inverted, which is just the level switch left to right. So, I mean, when they say over 100 levels, they may be, say, like, they may be accurate, but it's not 100 unique levels. It's more like 43 unique levels and then 21 flashback tapes, which is basically just like, how well do you platform destroy boxes over a giant abyss? Uh, but as far as Crash goes, I said I really liked it. I like the level design. My only complaint so far, the the boss fights are kind of disappointing. You know, the first boss fight was really good with Engine. They took some chances. They they it, it's kind of like a new new kind of fight for him. It's not just like hey, he's in a giant machine, destroy it. Um, I mean, he is kind of in a giant robot, but it, it also pays homage to an old or to another Activision property, which is a, definitely a weird mix of Crash Bandicoot and this other property. So it's a really neat uh, collaboration there, and I really like it. But you know, as far as like. Embryo and some of the other boss fights, they feel kind of safe. It's just kind of like, hey, we didn't really figure out a way to advance this boss fight, so it feels kind of like the boss fight you had in the very first crash. And just one of the things I noticed from the the, the Cortex boss fight that I just fought, um, spoiler, you do fight Cortex in this this game too. Uh, is Spoilers. Within, like, he's got four health pellets, so there's like basically four stages to his fight. And after every pellet, you get a checkpoint. So if you die after taking the first pellet you're checkpointed back to the, like, you know, after you would, you know, all the damage you had done. So to me, this game, like, the boss fight, yes, there is a lot of things going on on screen. It can be hard to dodge a lot of things. But also, like, if you design a boss fight that you have to have a checkpoint, four checkpoints, or three checkpoints in that boss fight in order for, you know, people not to get frustrated, you should probably go back to the drawing board and maybe redesign that fight. Um, oh, and uh, one of the other things I want to talk about was that there's now underneath Crash, I guess it's just to help, you know, because Crash can be a difficult platformer, to help people with uh, with platforming, there is a yellow circle underneath, like, it's kind of like your shadow. So it's a little yellow circle underneath Crash, so you can see when that yellow circle lands on a surface. So when you're platforming, it should, you know, theoretically make it easier. But again, like, this is a Crash Bandicoot game, so even with that, uh, it still gets very difficult to to get through the game. Especially when you're trying to get the, the Platinum Trophy, which means you've got to get all the, the Platinum Relics, you have to get all these um, insanely perfect runs, which means you have to get through the all the levels without dying, and collecting all the gems at each level, which is a little bit nuts. So, uh, But it's, it's a fun game, it's really well designed, it's beautiful, and uh, it's really challenging. So if, aside from the boss fights, I don't really have a ton of criticisms for it. Alright, Steven? See, what you did you asked for this, Tricky, you wanted me to start playing Crash Bandicoot, and uh, here I go on, yammering on for three minutes. About a game. Well, it's good. No, it, it's... Uh... I'm glad you yammered on because I've looked at the TikTok videos and said it's even the pictures. <laughs> Those, they, listen, that was a good yammer. If there was ever a good yammer, it was that yammer right there. So it was a yammer. Did did you see the pictures I sent you? No, I'm not looking up. My phone's behind me, plugged in. Um, because you know I'm focusing on the I'm focusing on Alex's words about Crash because I've I here's a, here's a little gap in my PlayStation lineage. Crash Bandicoot eluded me for its entire existence. Never played a single one of those because I'm not a big platformer guy, you know? Um, so I'm interested to see what people think of those games. So that's why I paid attention. Um, I'm actually playing a lot of games. Uh, so obviously we're a couple of weeks now into the PlayStation 5's life cycle. So um, just on that front, uh, I've been playing four games on there. Um, I've been playing – I just beat Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man. Um which and what are your thoughts on that? Because a lot of people, in, 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 I'm sorry to cut you off, mm -hmm. but right now there's a a moment of contention to uh, determine if that should count in the be uh, be legit uh, beatdown. 
Yeah, it, it it absolutely is. It's it's a full fledged it's it's a full fledged game. Now here here's the thing about it: when you're comparing it to 2018 Spider Man, if you take out some of the fluff from 2018 Spider Man, you basically get Miles Morales. Um, Miles Morales is much more focused. It's about ten to say fourteen hours if you're going for the plat. Um, and I mean that's that's a plat. Like that's that's a work. That's work. Like you're still going out and you're doing stuff. But it's the same type of stuff that you do in Spider Man. It's it's unlocking suits. Um, you know, fully maxing out your skill tree. It's finding all of the the collectibles and clearing all the bases and stuff like that. It's the same stuff that you would do in Spider Man, but the side missions are so much more brilliantly tied into what makes Miles Morales tick in that city, which it, it's what makes him different than Spider-Man. Um, without getting into too much detail, basically the way they work is your guy in the chair, uh, Genki, he builds an app for you to connect with citizens in uh, the Bronx. And they will reach out to spider-man directly miles directly and say hey spider-man i need help with this and when you start doing all of these side quests and you're you're meeting all of these people in the neighborhood you're slowly seeing how miles is becoming their spider-man and it's so much more powerful when you do all of those missions how they tie into what happens at the end of of the game which i'm not going to spoil but it's a beautiful beautiful story and it's so much more powerful it's the 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 side missions actually mean something to the overall tone and story that's being told there for miles morales um more so than spider-man which spider-man was more about this is spider-man eight years in he's been doing this a while um what can we tell that's different uh about him but also kind of stay true to who he is and then they just kind of make a grand decision and i'm not going to spoil that either but they make a grand decision i think just to because they're forced to try and move the needle emotionally um because the rest of the story really wasn't going anywhere uh, for that i think i think that game's awesome but everything that was wrong with 2018 is fixed in miles morales including making it shorter um because i do think 2018 was a little too long do you think miles morales uh is a little little too op because a lot of criticism comes out saying he's just a little bit too powerful for it no it they they basically he basically so his electricity powers are basically replace some of the things that they made just regular spider-man do with webs like launching multiple enemies up in the air like you remember like in in 2018 you can do that you can like do like a powerful like jump punch and it would pull yeah, like it was dudes a gadget, or, yeah yeah it, it would like pull dudes up into the air he just does it with electricity um it's really not that um it's basically the same it's the same stuff he's definitely and they definitely scale the enemies like they they as you do you they create enemies that are anti the electricity power like they they have weapons that kill your electricity powers and that you have to like move around and dodge to try and get your powers back so that you can do the you know the, the powerful punches it's a blast to play um that's that's one thing i will say i do not have i did not have not one single crash playing the game on PlayStation 5. I know people are complaining about Miles Morales crashing their their systems. I had not had a single crash. Granted, I did not play a 12-hour marathon. I played like four-hour chunks. Um, so that might have something to do with it. Uh, but it's 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 a fantastic video game. Um, and I, I think it was better than the original in almost every single 
uh, category. And I played it in the performance mode for most of the game. And I played the last maybe 15% of the game in fidelity mode. And it's just beautiful. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous video game. Um, I've also been playing, uh, I played Astro uh, Playroom, Astro's Playroom. I finished just the story. Uh, I'm going to go back and clean up the plat. Uh, it's a beautiful platformer. It's great. I know you played it. Um, it's uh, It really shows off what the DualSense can do, which actually made me excited for the, the different possibilities, especially on the triggers. Um, All right, let me cut you off there right there mm-hmm. because uh, Alex has said it, but I'm, I'm just using him as an example. But most people are just saying that Astro is just a glorified tech demo. That's exactly what know. it is. That's but exactly what it feel is. That, but do you feel it's an actual, like, legit game, though? I think that it's a – no, I don't I, – well, okay. It's a game, obviously, because you're playing a game. Like, that. that's it, – it's a game. Um, but it is a game that displays that is a tech demo. Like the it, its purpose is to dis, is to demonstrate what the what the system can do from uh, a ray tracing, particle effects, uh, frame rate, and of course the dual sense, which is the 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 bread and butter of the PlayStation Five at this point. Um, right. And you know, I sat there, I played it in one sitting. I want to say it was about four, maybe three and a half, four hours. Um, again, people have tapped a mayo jar for longer, um, and I could another mayo jar only costs an hour. Yeah, well, I could tell you right right away that this is more of a game than that than ten mayo games would be. It's <laughs> it's so beautiful, like the, the the way they hid so many little PlayStation memories in the game in the game, like all the the how the little bots are like interacting and, and recreating scenes from like Resident Evil and Metal Gear Solid and like just gems that that we all forgot about too um that I'm I'm escaping names of because again they're just games that like were on PS1 that I completely forgot existed but it's a beautiful beautiful homage to what PlayStation is and what I think this should should do is be a siren signal a siren call to to PlayStation that this Astro dude has to be their mascot Sackboy's not not selling it. Sackboy's not doing it. Um, even though he's got a great game right out right now, but Sackboy's Sackboy hasn't been doing it. You gotta lean on on Astro because they're adorable, they're cute, and it, it it works. I hate the tilt controls. Hate tilt. I hate flying with it. I hope and, and that was the first world I went into and I wanted to chuck my controller through a window. Absolutely despise it. Everything else is great. Um bug snacks. Did you play some oh, Bug Snacks? Play, but I haven't yet. I, I haven't pulled that trigger yet. Bug Snacks is adorable. It's basically a free roaming. It's an off rails Pokemon Snap where you're also like capturing the creatures and trying to uh, finish missions for the town. You're rebuilding a town. Everybody left this town um, because the leader of the town is missing. So everybody fell apart without the leader. And so your task is to find all the people that left, figure out ways to get them back to town. And that could, and that involves basically uh, bug snacking them <laughs> to make them happy. <laughs> and it's, it's okay. hilarious. And, but underneath the surface here is, and I'm, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. It is probably one of the best love stories in a video game I have ever been a part of so far. It what? is, it is a beautiful love story. And I'm not I'm not going to spoil anything, 
but it wait, wait. is. You're saying Bog Snacks is a love story? Yes. Are we, are, is, is it the same kind of love story that Deadpool was a love story? No, no. This is like, you. I mean, listen, you're going to play it. I know you're going to play it. It's you, you and Sweet Mama D should sit down together and play it because it's absolutely hysterical and adorable. Um, and it's the perfect game for you guys, but I'm not going to spoil it. The last game that I've been playing on, on uh, PS5 exclusive has been Godfall. And oh, how, how is that? Oh, boy. Um, I want to like this game so much, Tricky. I w- okay, hold, hold on. I got to cut you off one second. Yeah. Because Sweet, Sweet Mom D is here, mm-hmm. and she has an announcement to make. Mm-hmm. You got a new platinum, didn't you? No, you got a new platinum. Hurry up quickly into the microphone. What's your new platinum? Did you guys hear? No. Uh, barely. I couldn't make out the name of the game. Speak into the microphone. I got a platinum in Nashville's Playroom. Hell yeah, you did. Congratulations. <laughs> well done. Steven says, hell yeah, you did. And Alex says, congratulations. Excellent. Um, Say what? <laughs> that's excellent. That's excellent news. He's saying it's good. He's, they're both proud of you. All right. Go to bed. Good night. Love you. Give me kisses. See if you can go. Okay. Godfall is... The, not awful? It, no, it's not awful. It's just not a full game. <laughs> they weren't – this game should not have come out. It has great ideas and nothing plays well together. Not, none of the ideas. The loot loop of collecting weapons and stuff is great. All the weapons feel great. The combat almost feels great and then they destroy it with a shitty camera um, or lock-on system rather. <laughs> the game, the whole okay. game. So there's a little white dot on the screen. That's your like little reticle where you're aiming, right? Um, almost like a shooter. And no matter what what you do, your character will will attack where that dot is. So if there's an enemy in front of you and he's a little bit to the right of you, and your and your reticle is just to the left of him, you will miss him to the left. So they give you a lock on. But in order to lock on something, that little white reticle has to be on their body. So either way, you have to move your camera to keep them in the center of you, or at least move the reticle off to the side so you can hit them. And then once, of but course, that's not a that's not a lock on. Then it's not. It's it's a very soft lock on. Like it'll lock it'll lock you on, but after you kill that thing, if you press the lock on button, which is R three, you won't snap to anything. Like, if somebody's behind you, it won't, like, snap to the next person, you know? Um, It's just almost there. Like, if they just had a a thing where you could just snap – hit that button and swipe left and right or on the the right stick to just switch between the enemies, it would have been a million times better. The powers, the skill set, the skill tree is great. All the things you unlock are a lot of fun. The the big thing that they've been touting are these valor plates, which you build when you collect resources throughout the world, right? You collect these resources and you use them to build the valor plates and all the valor plates look different. They look awesome. Like the, the, the art direction in this game is beautiful. Everything is shiny and vibrant and just buttery smooth. And these valor plates are dope, except, okay, there's 12 of them and a 12 of them? Forget how many there are. Yeah, I think there's twelve of them, and three, three of them all do the same thing, basically, just variations of the thing. 
and it, it like they they all have their special ability and like one is i will summon three wolf animal thingies and the other one's like i will summon three robot thingies and they all do the same shit they just fight while you're doing the thing it's just there's no reason except for cosmetically to want to create these valor plates they'll have some of them will be oh all of your attacks are now earth uh, attacks or element or fire elemental but you could pick up weapons that you drop in the world that will give you elemental attacks that you could swap at any time. So there's really no point in having that valor plate, right? Um, okay. It's just – it's really just dumb design. The The worlds themselves are so void of, of fun. Like you drop in and they want you to explore and grind. But all you're exploring for are locked treasure chests for loot and and mobs of enemies. That's it. There's no side quest. There's no, ooh, you found the person that needs your help. No, none of it. It's just find the treasure chest, open the treasure chest. You got some loot. Cool. Move on to the next thing. Hey, there's a group of enemies. All right, you killed them. Cool. Um, other than that, it's just doing the story and getting through the story. It's like Diablo in that way where you're just doing the story, right? Um, I think that if this game was free, I would recommend it to everyone to show off their PlayStation 5. The fact that this is a full-fledged, full-priced game that needs a ton of updates to stay relevant in the future, I am giving people a hard pass on this thing. Wait till it's free. Wait till it's dirt cheap. Ten bucks, absolutely worth your time. Totally not worth your time right now. Now, but is it a uh, games for service game or is it? No. So they they don't they don't prop it up as a games of service. They're propping it up as a um drop in drop out with your friends cooperative story game. That's how they're doing it. Like, like almost like um, isn't, Borderlands. Isn't it's like Borderlands. Stuff? No, it's more like Borderlands, where it's not like a living world where you could all go in in a hub and like do whatever you want. You're doing one – the person that invites you, you're doing their quests. You're in their world with your character. But that doesn't make sense. It's just a classic co-op. That's all. It's as if you're sitting next to me on the couch pressing start and, and, and uploading your character. That's I, it. I don't want to cut you off, but we do got to get going because we are mm-hmm. 35 minutes into the show. Yep, let's do it. And, and we got uh, news. The only thing I've been playing is Rocket League, playing Sackboy, a big adventure with Sweet Mama D. Got the Platinum in One Night Stand and uh, the EU edition and got the Platinum in Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. No, I did not uh, cross-save it and get pop all the Platinum or all the trophies. But you're so. surely thinking about it. No, because somebody accused me of it when I claimed the platinum. So he's like, "Oh, you just cross play." I was like, "No, go look at my fucking trophies. You'll see that they were spaced out." All right, so let's get into our topics. But before we do that, we have to run an ad. This portion of the show is brought to you by Amazon. If you could and would please stop by Proven Gamer first and click on any Amazon link and continue with your normal shopping. It doesn't cost you anything extra and helps out the site. Tremendously. Damn, that guy sounds familiar. <laughs> He's real good at that. Let me tell you. All of our ads should be done by that guy. <laughs> <laughs> our first topic is coming from IGN and is written by Adam Bankhurst. PlayStation games announced for December 2020. 2020. Hey, I'm moving us up in years. Trying to get rid of this fucking year. Uh, we're going to be getting Worms Rumble, Just Cause 4, and Rocket Arena. Uh, which Rocket? Obvi- wait, Rocket Arena is that? That's not the PlayStation Five game. It is. It is. 
Okay, because we had talked about that potentially being, because I know Yield and I first saw it, and then as we saw more of the game, we kind of were like, eh, I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, it kind of, we I guess we were speculating that it was ripe for the, the free PlayStation Plus treatment. It's um, it's a Game Pass game. Is the Rocket Reader the one they delayed from launch and said that we'd get a free for plus? No, 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 no. Right. That's not, no. This I- this is a um multi platform game. Um, this is a you're on foot running around, jumping off of stuff, shooting people. It's it's literally everybody just has rockets. They have like ro- special rocket launchers. So what's the game they they delayed and told us that we're going to get for free um, for plus? That's go- coming in February. That is uh, uh Battle All Stars. Um. The hell's it called? Right. Okay. Battle us. Okay. Something like that. All right. So, uh, obviously, Worms Rumble and Just Cause Four. I mean, I I don't know about Worms Rumble, but Just Cause Four is a good game. Rocket Arena is good for PlayStation Five people. Now, of course, this does mean that if you have not claimed Bug Snacks already, uh, whether you have a five or not, go onto the website and claim them. There seems to be a little bit of confusion. Uh, all the PlayStation Plus games can be claimed on the website still. Uh, I saw somebody in the uh, Facebook group. I was a little confused because they thought that they uh, weren't able to do it uh, when they stopped. Uh, they stopped selling PS3 and Vita games on the website. And yeah. Some people thought that they stopped selling PS4 games as well. No. Uh, if you can still get your Vita games on the PlayStation Store on the console, same thing with the PS3, same thing with the PS4 uh, and the PS4 and the PS5. All games can be claimed still on the website. And uh, one person uh, was questioned, do I have it? I don't have a PS5. Can I still claim uh, bug snacks? Yes, you can. So go on, whether you want it or not, go on, claim it. Make sure it's done by Tuesday. Uh, and also the game where we're confusing Rocket Arena with is Destruction All-Stars. Destruction All-Stars. That's what it is. Yeah, it's something All-Stars. I knew that. Uh, yeah, it's there's no cars in Rocket Arena. It's uh, you're on foot. Um uh, I also want to say Worms Rumble, whatever is it, that? What it's called, Worms Rumble? Yes, that looks dope. That, it, it basically look. It's a thirty-two player, like two D Worms battle royale. Like it, it looks really cool. I'm gonna check and it out. May actually get Alex to play a battle royale. I'm gonna check it out. It looks. I'm, really cool. I'm not the one who's completely against battle royales. That person's absent from this week's chair. Yes. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Let's go on to uh, a little. I I think we're gonna have a little bit of a disagreement on this between us. Uh, this all article is coming from IGN. It's, this one's also written by Adam Bankers. PlayStation Five users may be getting banned for selling PlayStation Plus collection unlocks to PlayStation Four owners. Uh, this, I'm going to read the article. It says, The PlayStation Plus collection is a perk for PlayStation 5 owners that gives them access to 20 of the best PlayStation 4 games. However, some are exploiting a loophole that allows them to sell and unlock these games for the PS4 owners. As reported by VGC, auctions like, like eBay have multiple listings for people offering the chance for them to log onto the player's PlayStation Network account, unlock the PlayStation Plus games on the PS4, and then log out. There are certain users that have sold the service over the 20 people, but it appears Sony may be banning them for doing so. As VGC points out, it also may be because Sony has known to ban people who log into a high number of uh, users' accounts in one day as protection against fraud, but it's sa- pretty safe to say Sony didn't intend for this to be an option. According to users on A9VG, certain users' bans are said to be for two months, and the PlayStation 5 consoles involved are permanently being blocked from network services. 
So, gentlemen, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, are there really people out there stupid enough to give other people access to their accounts? That's what's happening here, right? Yes and no, because what's what's happening, and I, 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 you know, I debated whether or not I was going to say this on the show because I didn't want to advertise this, but if you have a PlayStation Four, okay, uh, you can have your account on multiple accounts, but in like in my case, I have a PlayStation Four and I have all my games digitally, unless the console which is in my living room is labeled as my primary console, the Goddess of Sweet Mama D can't play any games on that console. But I, as long as I'm logged into my account and connected to the internet, it doesn't matter what console I'm on. I can play all my games. There's a loophole with now because the PlayStation Five. When you log into the PlayStation Five, it makes that console your primary console, which also gives you access to all your PlayStation Four games. So what I could essentially do is, if say Alex, you were not PlayStation Plus member. I can log into my PlayStation 5, make sure that's my primary console, have access to all my games, and then give you my account, and you can activate your console as my primary console. I can still play all my PlayStation 4 games, and you have access to all my games as well. And people are doing this over and over again because once it's not the once you make the PlayStation 5 your primary console, it doesn't matter which PlayStation 4 is your primary anymore. That makes sense. It's it, it is very confusing, but I think the the reason why these bands are coming are not. It's because they're selling them. It has nothing to do with doing it. Like it, it's a, it's a feature that they have, and there's really nothing. Like Sony can't. Sony's losing money, and and they're making money off of it. And I think that's why this band is coming. These these bands are are hitting. I mean, if the person did it for as many people as they said, and I believe they said it was like a hundred dollars a pop. Like they made like two grand doing this, so okay, <laughs> you know, like uh, it's against TOS. So if, if it's against TOS, then that's it. Yeah, clear. I mean, I guarantee the person who's doing this, and most PlayStation owners are are not reading the terms of service. They're just, you know, a lot of people are they're they're doing they're just playing games and playing games online, and they're not breaking TOS. But then you have people like this that I mean, it's, like you said, it's cut and dry. They, this person should not be doing this, especially like profiting off distributing Sony's IPs to let other people play them. Like that's right. Exactly. That's, like, that's obviously yeah. against the law. Yeah. Um, or at least against Sony's policies. It might not, it might not be against the law, you know, cause I think these were, um, these were Japanese. What was the, I forget where it was. It was, you know, it was international. So like the laws are different all over the place. So, um, Korean, maybe? Maybe it was South Korean? I don't know. I don't remember. I, th- I know it was – the page that I read was a translated page from a foreign language. So, um, yeah. Um, don't do shitty things. I don't, yeah, I know, Tricky, I don't know where you thought the dispute was going to be because I feel like this is a pretty easy one for all of us to kind of agree on. Well, I, my, I thought the dispute was going to be is whether or not you have the right to sell access to your account. Your account, sure, but not the games that, you know – somebody else made that you'd be profiting directly. Like Alex put it, hit, hit the nail on the head. You know, this person profited from somebody else's work. 
So well, I mean that's true. It's the like, it's the I equivalent mean, of like burning DVD burning games and giving them to them. Like it's the same thing. And like selling it to them. Like you you had your you have your account on my PlayStation 4 forever. Um because there was a game that you wanted me to play that I couldn't play at that moment. I forget what game it was. Um Oh, it was it was God of War. Right. I gave you access to my account so you play God of War. Right. Because you had my physical copy and I wanted to play it before we could meet up. So I did that for like two days and then I got the physical copy. Um, but your account was on my PS4 forever. I actually just deleted it when I was formatting my drive. Um, but yeah, it was like that. But you didn't charge it. You, know, you didn't say, right, give me a hundred bucks and I'll do this. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't like that. But I digress. Speaking of money. All right. Yeah. Fortnite is doing a monthly subscription. This also is coming from IGN and is written by Matt TM Kim. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. I mean, I don't think any of us really play Fortnite, but I thought that this might be a uh, an option for developers moving forward. Uh, Fortnite is starting up a monthly subscription service with the arrival of Chapter 2 Season 5. Dubbed Fortnite Crew, players can sign up for $11.99 a month to gain unique perks and benefits beyond just purchasing the new Battle Pass every season. Fortnite Crew will launch December 2nd, the same day as Season 5. As a monthly subscription, the $11.99 cost will be recurring, but each month players will get a series of bonuses, including exclusives. Subscription members will get the Battle Pass. Members will have access to the current season's Battle Pass. A thousand V-Bucks each month, which is... Oh, oh, what that's what ten dollars ten bucks right? yeah yeah and a monthly crew pack subscribers will uh get an exclusive for their crew pack each month with an always new battle outfit battle uh so i thought this was actually pretty uh ingenious by fortnite instead of making people buy the battle pass every two months they're gonna get the uh the money for the battle pass every month but these are these are nice things that they're giving back. I mean, everybody will have obviously have access to the battle pass, but they're also giving a thousand V bucks every month, which I mean that's a free ten dollars basically to spend in game. Well, you're yeah. paying what eleven dollars? Yeah, so essentially so you're, you're essentially paying two dollars a month. Back. Yeah, you're 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 essentially paying two dollars a month uh to have the battle pass. Well my my guess is that they're hoping that while you have the battle pass, that because they're giving you these other things that you'll you'll spend those credits and then spend beyond willing to spend more than that to get more things. They're 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 getting you invested so you have things so you'll buy more things. Right. So I I mean uh, I was I was thinking this might be a good model for developers with games for service games moving forward. You mean like Rocket League? Rocket League, uh, the Division, uh, Destiny, Apex. I think Warzone. I think this is a dangerous model. I don't think this is a good model. I think this is a dangerous model for for these types of games to go down because as you saw with Avengers, charging a battle passes for each character, like all you're gonna see is the is the companies that are charging thirty, forty, fifty, sixty dollars for their base game, and then you know, either going free to play or like look at Destiny Two, man. Destiny two I put a hundred dollars in when it first came out. I put I bought the game and I got the first expansion. I took couple of years not playing. I think two expansions came out after that. In order for me to get back into the game right before this Beyond Light dropped, if I wanted to play all the shit before it that I missed, I would have had to drop another $80 just to play the two expansions before it. And then they charged another 40 for Beyond Light or 
I could pay 80 and get Beyond Light and everything else that I already spent $180 on. It it's like, you know what I mean? And and it has a battle pass inside in, in the game. Um and it has microtransactions. Okay, I, I don't want to defend Avengers right now, but Avengers I think is actually doing it right where you can earn the credits in game and never actually have to spend the money. They actually said all the characters will be free, but to unlock their quote unquote battle pass, I forget what they're calling it, you can get the credits in the game. So right now in Avengers, I have six thousand credits because I've maxed out the, the six characters already. Where the next six DLC characters, like I'll get Kate. I won't say Kay Harper. Is that it? Right, but what I'm saying is that what if they go, okay, or you could join our $9.99 a month uh, subscription and we give you uh, 5,000 credits every month. Well, you know? See, okay, but that see, that won't make sense in, in, in the context of Avengers because the, the, the 1,000 unlocks their battle pass, so to speak. You, I mean, you could buy the the credits and unlock it right away, but every character has a thousand credits that you could earn. So when I get Kate Harper, uh, I you know I spend uh, one thousand, I can get my thousand back. So then when uh, Hawkeye comes out, I spend a thousand on him, but working through his character, I get the thousand back. So they actually have a way where you can earn it in game. This is not the same thing. No, like, no. I'm sure I, you listen, I, 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 I am not. I'm not making an argument that it would be the same thing for Avengers. I'm saying if you look at games like Avengers that offer these these additive uh, purchases after already charging a full price for a game, you're you're. Remember when these whole things first started and people were pissed off, like when um, uh, what was it, Shadow of of War, when that had the xp boost that you needed to buy in order to really get through end game shit like oh that well they honestly had the same problem didn't it assassin's creed odyssey uh maybe maybe yeah i think it's i um, think assassin's creed odyssey was like the yeah, level like that took so long right so when you look at something like that like you're charging full price for a game and then you're charging to unlock stuff um and then you're charging you know like where does the buck stop with 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 Fortnite, the reason why it's it's okay in the context of Fortnite is that it is that Fortnite is a very different situation. What I'm saying is and other the, other the companies all cosmetic, right? And but with Fortnite, everybody sees the monolith that is Fortnite, and everybody is going to try and do this now in some form, uh, way, shape, or form. If it's successful for Fortnite, look at MMOs. Like World of Warcraft still has a, a monthly fee, but you can, you could do like the free version up to level twenty. Um, right. You know, Final Fantasy 14 still has a subscription fee, $13 a month or $15 a month, whatever it is. Um, MMOs have been doing this for years. It's not something new, right? Um, right. But what I, what I'm looking at is like, if you're going to charge a, you know, are you going to, are you going to now put a battle pass into your game, create these things to unlock because the 60, $70 isn't enough anymore? That that's what's what's kind of scaring me away from those games, just in general. That's what that was what was kind of what drew me to Godfall. Was that like they're like, no, this is it. The game is the game, and have fun. Like that was it. Like yeah, that's kind of like DLC. There's gonna be DLC for Godfall, though, right? No, they they said there's gonna be there's no planned post game content. They they got they got to come up with something for that. Then the way you described it, they have to. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I want to. Uh... 
it's not Kate Harper, it's Kate Bishop. That's the Kate, Kate Bishop. character who uh, is going to be the first DLC character coming out. But I think that, you know, Steven's concern, like, it's kind of always been there with microtransactions, games with microtransactions, is like, are you going to transaction us to death so that in the end, we end up, people end up spending, you know, $500, $600 on one game just to get through a campaign or just to get a few skins or, you know, just to enjoy a game for more than, you know, six months. So, see, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I just, I don't have a problem with microtransactions. I just have a problem, as I uh, stated with, you know, to Homer. My only problem with microtransactions is when those transactions become pay to win. It, as long as it's cosmetic, as in like Fortnite and in the division where you're not buying guns to more powerful guns, and it's all cosmetic stuff. I'm fine with microtransactions yeah, at that point. But it's still dangerous, especially like when, I, like I have a ten year old cousin who's obsessed with Fortnite, and or I think he's he's gonna be eleven soon, uh, next month, and he always like when his his mother, my my cousin, will message me and say, uh, you know, he's asking for V bucks for this, and. I go, I do like very little research, you know, I do like a, a couple minutes of research and I realize, oh, that's the new thing. His friends probably have it and now he wants to spend the money so that he could have it. It's a skin that he wants because his friends have it. That's that's where they're – that's who they're going to get with this. They're going to be like, oh, hey, you want your – you know, oh, mom, uh, it's only $12. Um, it comes with the battle pass and I get and I get a thousand V-Bucks so I could get, you know, get all the skins. Can we, mom? Can we? You know, whatever. And now all of a sudden instead of spending, spending $10 for – in two months, you're spending $24 over two months. You know? Um, that That's where it, it – like that's who this is targeting. This isn't targeting – <laughs> Excuse me, forty-year-old gamers. Forty-year-old gamers are going to drop forty bucks when they feel like it anyway. Um, this is like the way to pull the wool over the eyes of moms who don't know any better when their kids are saying it's only two dollars more, but it's really not. It's fourteen dollars more over the course of two months. All right, I'm cutting this off just yeah. because we got to move on. Moving. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to join our PlayStation Four communities. We have one for the site called Proven Gamer. We have one for the show called Trophy Hordes. And remember, Hordes is spelled with two Bs because Shuhei and Sony's policies won't allow us to say Hordes on the network. And when you get a shiny new Platinum, you can come over to my community, which is the Platinum Guild. Which you'll never get a shout out from. All right, so we're going to move into our topic of the week. Uh, we're going to do our predictions. Uh, I'm going to go through these all. I'm not going through every category. Uh, there's no competition because Yul's not here. But I figured we'll hit up the, the major categories and see what you guys' thoughts are. Are you ready, Alex? I am. All right. Best multiplayer game. Nominees are Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. We'll start with Alex. What do you think? Um, I don't think I've played any of those games, so I can't really pick apart any of them. You didn't play Animal Crossing? Oh, okay. Sorry. Where were we starting at? I, I was loading the article and you were talking, so uh, I kind of lost track. Be- best multiplayer game, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Among Us, Warzone, Fall Guys, and Valorant. I know Among Us has caught fire recently, so that's, I mean, that seems to be a fair one. Fall Guys, also another big game um, within our community, but also abroad, so you see it everywhere on YouTube. Um, so yeah, that one too. I don't know what Valorant is. Call of Duty Warzone, is that a the mobile game? Nah, that's, yeah. that's oh, no, that's the battle no. royale. That, 
Okay. That's the Battle Royale I mean, one. It's, it makes sense. It's Call of Duty. They're going to slap it in there regardless. Uh, I'm not saying it's not a good game. It's just Call of Duty is, you know, one of the heavy hitters in the video game industry, so it makes sense it would be there. And Animal Crossing, yeah, I did play that. Uh, you can't both play it once, but yeah, it is a multiplayer game, because if you have one Switch, um, you essentially have one island, so anyone who wants to play on that Switch, Animal Crossing, you all play on the same island. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a fun game to, you know, because, like, Ashley and I, we have our own island with, you know, that we fostered, we built up, and we have this community of animal characters, um, and all these designs and buildings that we've done, so um, it's a very very much a community building game, like, that we both have done, so it's been a lot of fun for both of us, so. And your pick is? Oh, my pick? I thought you were just, I was just gonna <laughs> say if all of them were a good pick. Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> the only game that I've played is Animal Crossing New Horizons, so I'll pick that one. Alright, Steven. I've played all of these games. Animal Crossing has the worst online multiplayer of all time. Um, I am going with Fall Guys <laughs> Ultimate Knockout. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Fall Guys as well. All right. And Among Us all came that. out two years ago, so I don't know why it's on this fucking list. <laughs> uh, did it really come out that long ago? 2018. Alright. <laughs> uh, best family game. Animal Crossing, Crash Bandicoot 4, Fall Guys, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, or Paper Mario. What are we, Steve, we'll what, what are we doing on this list? What are we doing? It's Animal Crossing. Move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see Crash Bandicoot as a family game because, yes, while Crash is a family-friendly character, kids can't play that game, man. It's too fucking hard. I, I Honestly, I'm, I'm going to say Fall Guys with this one. I, I think it's fun to sit there and do Couch Co-op. I mean, you, you and the goddess and Sweet Mama D can all play it. You can all enjoy it together. And, you know, Sweet Mama D can hold it above your head when she gets, you know, seven more crowns than you. So clearly that's a very, you know, a game that a family can all play together. I'm I'm not even going to ask even if he's got the crown because I know he does. If I got what? A crown and fall. I guys. have like 23, 24 crowns. I fucking hate you. I stopped playing, though. I, di- I didn't. I played like maybe like one week of of the medieval season. And I stopped playing. All right, best action adventure game nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider Man, Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars: Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> Rest in peace, Star Wars, huh? <laughs> These poor bastards. So, uh, Alex, we'll start with you. I, I already know your pick, but go ahead. I'm, I'm assuming that Steven's suggesting that Star Wars didn't even have a chance. No, there's no chance. Star like Star Wars has no. They missed chance that cutoff last year, and that was just like this was why that was a problem because it was going up against the rest of this list. Oh, uh, poor I bastards! Mean, if you've listened to this show any the last six months, you should probably tell what I'm going to pick. But I think Ghost of Tsushima is the best game PlayStation's put out since Horizon Zero Dawn. So Ghost of Tsushima is my pick. All right, Stephen. Um, I love Ghosts. I think Miles Morales is just better. And but I don't think it's good enough to win a game of the year. So I think this is where it's going to get its award. So I'm thinking Miles Morales. And plus, it's it's the like the hottest new game out, especially for a new game console. So it's definitely yeah. going to get a, lo- a lot of love just for that. Not saying it doesn't deserve it, but just because it's recent in everyone's minds, it, it'll get a big bump from that too. Yeah, I I I haven't played Valhalla yet. Ghost I haven't gotten into yet. Um, Miles I've gotten the platinum in. And the other two I haven't played, and obviously The Last of Us Part Two. you know that's going to be my pick. Yeah, I, ju- I just don't see them giving it, giving Last of Us Two all of those best game categories until the game of the year. That's Next, all. Uh, best action game, Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Noah, Neo 2, and Suture Age 4. 
Alex, we'll start with you. I mean, I do love some Streets of Rage, but I, I just don't think it has it in it to win the best action game. It's 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 going to be Hades. I think there's uh, I agree. enough of a love for that really? game. Yeah. That, I mean, yes, Doom Eternal, I think, is it's going to be that or Doom Eternal, but I think Hades, just the groundswell of support behind Hades is is going to push it over the top here. Absolutely. Uh, Hades is an incredible game, and it's not going to get Game of the Year, and this is where it's going to get its Game of the Year award, or Game Awards award. It'll get its recognition here. Yep. I'll go with Hades as well, but I think uh, Doom Eternal's got a real shot at it as well. Doom Eternal was marketedly bad, or not bad, worse than Doom 2016. Marketedly. Yes, but that, does, uh, yeah. that doesn't make it not a good game. I, it, it just, yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. Okay, next next category, innovation and accessibility. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, The Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. I'm going to start us off by saying the last, uh, last of us part two. I can't speak to the other games, but the last of us part two, I was very, very impressed in how much detail they put into, uh, I don't know the PC way of putting it, uh, making sure the game can be played by handicapped people. It's, it's, it's in the title of the award, <laughs> right? Accessibility. Well, that's, well, that's the word you're looking like for. Saying, I don't like saying, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, uh, uh, all right, you have to understand. I, when it comes to saying things like that, I don't know exactly which PC because I'm not a very PC person. Yes, it's in the title, but I they did they did incredible work in its accessibility options. Yes, correct. Okay, so give give your answers. I have no clue. I have no idea. I'm. I have every faculty. I'm not colorblind. I have my thumbs and all and like all that other shit. Like I know people like gaming needs to be for everyone. And I know for a fact that grounded with the um with the Microsoft like accessibility controller with like the little paddles and stuff. I know that got a lot of love. Um, I have no idea about Watch Dogs. So I, I too will go with Last of Us just because that's the only one I, I know that played around with like colorblindness and sound and like all that stuff really, really well. Um, right, but I don't know the other games enough. And Alex, I don't think you played any other games besides Last of Us Two, right? No, but I think Last of Us Part Two, as far as what we know and how, because I think the accessibility options for that were marketed a little bit better than the other ones. So I, I think that, and just the stories that you that we read or that we we kind of talked about on the on the show about you know people this being a, a huge um, win for people who had you know accessibility was a, a barrier in other games um i i think you just gotta go last this part too all right uh skipping a couple categories here uh up to best ongoing game uh your nominees are apex destiny 2 call of duty warzone fortnite and no man's sky Namansky. uh boy no man's sky's not winning that shit no i i feel bad for no Mansky. um you know no my, you know my pick is apex because i just i'm an apex dork i play apex every day um, after this, can we go down to debut game? Because I don't want to skip that one. I want to talk about that okay, very quickly. I, I, It'll be—I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Your Alex could talk about it, but we can go back to it. Okay. Uh, Alex, I'm assuming you're going to say probably Fortnite, right? Well, Rocket League's not on this list, so yeah, I'm going to say Fortnite. Those bastards. It's, it's, it's the juggernaut. Like, yeah. How can I, you I, not pick it? I I think Fortnite, but uh, I think uh, Warzone's got a good shot. All right, so we're going to go back down to. 
uh, best debut game. Uh, Steve, I'm going to leave this up to you because I literally skipped it because I thought that me and Alex can't speak to it. Yeah, I, I played four of the five of these games. I did not play Roki. Phasmophobia is awesome. Um, that's a game where you're ghost hunting and it's hilarious and it's terrifying and I love it. Um, but I don't think it's going to win this. Carry On is an excellent game where you're playing the monster. It's a v- reverse horror game. Um, Alex, I think you would love that game. That game is fantastic. Um, it's basically a Metroidvania where you're the monster. Um, Mortal Shell is a Souls-like game. It was really good, but very short, and it had a lot of a lot of issues. But I'm going to talk to you about Raji and Ancient Epic. Um, this game is fucking phenomenal. It is a beautiful uh, game based on Indian culture. It's basically Indian God of War. And it is gorgeous. The combat is beautiful. The world design is fantastic. The the uh, storytelling is phenomenal. It was a little on the short side. That's the only thing that really I, I could say negative about it. Um, but it, it is a fantastic game, and I cannot recommend that higher high enough on from this list. Um, so yeah, check check that game out. That's why I wanted to go over that award. But I hope Raji wins it because it's a fantastic video game. If you're looking for additional ways to support us, you can always stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash ProvenGamer. No matter what tier you decide to support us at, know that it helps pay the bills and is greatly appreciated. And it's the only way to get the newest podcast, Tricky Thoughts, where Tricky sits down and discusses current events, social issues, and much more. All right. Our next category is Best Performance. Nominees are Ashley Johnson for Ellie in The Last of Us, Laura Bailey for Abby in The Last of Us Part 2, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Daisuke. Uh, he played Jin in Ghost of Tsushima. Logan Cunningham for Hades in Hades, and uh, I can't pronounce the other Na- guy. The guy that did Miles Morales. Yeah, Naji. Miles Morales. Naji yeah. Jitterm. Jitterm. Yeah. yeah. I I I didn't even want to try and butch that name. Dasuki Suchi. I think that might be the guy who played Jin. Uh, for me, I mean, I think it's got to be either Ashley Johnson or Laura Bailey. I mean, I almost feel like we should give it to Laura Bailey for all the bullshit she put up with for, you know, all the backlash that, she, that came towards The Last of Part 2 and the storytelling and that, and basically how she caught, like, unfairly, a very, like, large amount of that. But, uh, and anybody who caught backlash for that, and, and some of the stuff that was said online, it was definitely undeserved, so. Um, but I, I guess I gotta go with Ashley Johnson because, you know, of how Ellie grew between the two games and just see the range of emotions from Ellie. I mean, yes, you saw a range of emotions in Abby and Ellie, but just being so attached to Ellie, um, especially from the first game, I, I think that my my focus was more drawn to Ashley Johnson's performance. Steven? Uh, I'm going to go with Laura Bailey on this one because um, Ashley Johnson, like Ellie in this game was very rage-filled and, and one note for most of it. Um, not, not all of it, obviously, but, but most of it. And Laura Bailey had so much more nuance. Laura Bailey's Abby had to make us not hate her for like 12 hours. Yeah. Don't spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything, but like, like she did such a wonderful job of bringing, uh, empathy to, from the view, from the player to that character when based on, on you know our our attachment to the franchise we should not have any ap- empathy towards her whatsoever and the very ending of of the game again no spoilers the very ending of the game like my i left my controller alone for a good 3 minutes not pressing any buttons because of Laura Bailey's performance well Steve um, I, at that point i would have to ask you 
if you know you're talking about the, we're talking about the performance, but are you more praising the writing because you know yes, uh, um, Laura Bailey performed it, but that writing was done by another team. No, like, it, it, uh, the writing for the character of Abby. And you know these 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 actors were just acting it out. What was written for them in the story that's being told. You're talking to a Screen Actors Guild card member. Um, no, uh, <laughs> the words on a on a piece of paper do not make this performance. This performance is by a human being who not only you know performed this and had to bring this all to life, uh, but also had to do it in a dumb motion capture suit in front of green screens with like cardboard and wood props, like bringing this shit to life and and doing what what she was able to do was is was incredible um i I, i've never seen i've never been so dynamically moved through throughout a performance uh than than laura bailey's abby in this game and the i'm gonna skip over last one just go to the the main category Mm -hmm. game of the year your nominees are animal crossing new horizons Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Alice, uh, I'm going to start with you because I pretty much everybody pretty much knows what your answer is going to be. I mean, I, I think all these games deserve to be here. I think you can mark, make an argument for any of them. I know a lot of people, and like I would be happy to see Hades win because Supergiant has done good work in the past. Uh, they did Bastion, so they do make fun games. So to see Hades get some due here. And to see like a kind of an underdog come up and win, like I, I think that would be fantastic. Uh, I haven't played the game, so I can't really throw my full weight behind it. Uh, but as far as the games I have played, I, you know, I like, I had a lot of fun with Animal Crossing, but it's not better than The Last of Us, and it's not better than a totally different style of game. I get it, but it just doesn't have the same impact or the same. Like I didn't have the same investment as I did uh, in either Ghost or Last of Us Part Two, and I just feel like Ghost was a better game. Uh, yes, that it didn't hit the same story points as Last of Us Part Two, and it didn't have emotion, enough emo, as much emotional punch. But as far as being a game and a story, it had more complete parts to it than The Last of Us did. So I say Ghost of Tsushima. All right, uh, everybody. I'm just going to spoil mine. Everybody knows I'm going to say The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, just just because I haven't played Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal is uh, not my type of game. I I'm interested in playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Just haven't gotten to it yet. I have Ghost of Tsushima. I'm just haven't gotten to it yet. Hades, honestly, I didn't even hear about Hades until we started talking about the Game of the Year nominees. And so, and you guys know how I feel about The Last of Us. So, The Last of Us Part 2 is just my default answer. Steven, I I figured you 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 guys know how I feel about indie games. Uh, (laughs) So, Steven, I figured you're going to get the most insight on most of these games. So, that's why I'm letting you go Um, last. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think The Last of Us Part 2 is going to win it. Um, I think it's a technical marvel. Uh, I, I personally had more fun with Ghosts of uh Tsushima. Um my personal game of the year so far even to this day is Final Fantasy 7 remake. However, when I'm talking about what the game of the year is, like if you're not talking about what the best game of the year is, if it said best of the year, it'd be a different story, but like when I think of game of the year, for me, my personal definition is what was the game for the year. And for me, that was Animal Crossing. Came out Right when the pan- the global pandemic hit, <clears throat> it sold, I think it's up to upwards of 25 million copies now. Something ridiculous like that. I, you could fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was like 23 million not too long ago. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it was, it's something ridiculous. Like that game just, it's like ridiculous. Um, it changed, it really, in my opinion, 
changed how the, the global pandemic went for a lot of people. A lot of people. It brought a lot of people together in ways that we couldn't be together, but somehow made it work. And it did that across all age groups. It did it across all um, – uh, the uh, the word I'm looking for. What's the word I'm looking for? Demographics. It did it across all demographics, all generations. It, it it transcended what people think of as gamers. Like it brought in politicians and uh, doctors and lawyers and moms and dads. And it was like the game from when it came out, um, which I believe was March 10th, um, until like. Halloween was when I really started to see people not care as much about it. Um, whereas these other games are pick it up, beat it, put it down, except for maybe Hades. That that would be my personal pick. Um, and, and to be fair, like they did run, uh, they introduced like the the kind of snorkeling, scuba diving aspect of the game months yeah. after game game came out. They had ran a Halloween event. They did some stuff for Thanksgiving, and they've already got like stuff set up for the holidays for like yep. you know, the winter holidays. So they've continued to support Animal Crossing, you know, throughout the seasons. Yeah, every month there was something. Yeah, I, I just looked it up. Uh, according to BusinessInsider.com, as of November fifth, twenty twenty, Animal Crossing is on track to become the best-selling Nintendo Switch game ever after selling more than twenty-six million. Copies. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Man, they even beat they even beat out Mario Kart. <laughs> like absurd. The game is gigantic. Um well, well like you said, Steven, even like even people who aren't traditionally like would think of themselves as gamers can sit down because you can sit down and play it for five minutes, ten minutes a day, yep. or forty minutes a day, and like cause the, you know, there's different stuff in the shops every day. So just like the ability to like build this world and build this community on an island and be able to rotate um your residence out if you wanted to. Like, that's something, like, anybody can enjoy. You don't have to be a hardcore gamer to enjoy Animal Crossing. All right. uh, I Just going to another article because I was fact-checking. According to Gamasutra.com, and this this article was posted August 6th of 2020, uh, the top five uh, games on the Switch. You guys want to take guesses? Breath of the Wild. Mario Kart. Smash. Mario Kart. Pokemon. Animal Crossing. And not in any particular order. Okay. Uh, the the rest of the top five, obviously, were Animal uh, Animal Crossing. As of this article, it said twenty two million copies. So take these numbers all great assault. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate nineteen point nine nine million sales. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild eighteen point six million sales, and Pokemon Sword and Shield combined for eighteen point twenty two million sales. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's your uh, Nintendo corner on today's episode of Trophy Wars. <laughs> oh, baby. All <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah. So you take The Last of Us as well, Steve? Yes, I do. I, animal. Oh. I, no, I, like my personal is Animal Crossing. I think it was the game of the year, but I think The Last of Us is going to get the, the, the hardware on this one. I just think that it's the sexy, it's the sexy pick, you know, getting all those actors up there. Or, you know, they're not going vi- to actually be up there, but, you know, attaching those names and it's it's the thing to do. Did uh, Last of Us win the year it was up? Yes, it, it did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, by a landslide. <laughs> uh actually, no. I take that back. I think it didn't win. Came out twenty thirteen, right? Twenty fourteen, I thought. No, twenty fourteen was when uh, the remastered. I think came out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, so I think it was twenty thirteen. I think you're right. Wait. 
Okay. Uh, game of the year winners. No, because I, I, I was just thinking uh, Breath of the Wild beat out Horizon, which I thought was yeah, bullshit. yeah, that was the. Uh... Uh, all right. So game of the year for the last couple of years in 19, it was Sekiro in 18. It was God of War in 17. It was Breath of the Wild in 16. It was Overwatch in 15. It was Witcher 3. 14 was Dragon Age Inquisition. And let's see. Because it wasn't at the Spike Game Awards before that. Uh, it was the Video Game Awards back then. Yes. Uh, let's see. This game. Wait, hold on. Because you didn't mention 2013. Because the Game Awards didn't exist then. They started in 14. Uh, Troy Baker Baker won Best Voice Actor for The Last of Us. Ashley Johnson won for Ellie in The Last of Us. I'm I'm looking this up. Because it it only went back to 14. Video Game Award. Naughty Dog was Studio Winner, uh, Studio of the Year. Uh, Best PlayStation 3 game was The Last of Us. Uh, you can see where this is headed with all this. <laughs> hey, best casual game, Animal Crossing New Leaf won that year. What's the best uh, game? I can't find it. 2013. Okay, wait, wait. Game of the year was Grand Theft Auto V and 13. Okay, yeah, that, you're right. And the nominees were Bioshock, Super Mario World, The Last of Us, and Tomb Raider. I mean, I, I sure, I guess so. If you're gonna lo- if you're gonna lose to a game. Grant that's the game to lose to. Yeah, GTA Five is about to come out on its f- third generation. Third <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, cool, all right. Uh, in twelve, the game of the year was Walking Dead. In eleven, game of the year was Elder Scrolls Skyrim. In two thousand ten, game of the year was Red Dead Redemption. Uh, two thousand nine was Uncharted Two. Two thousand eight, it was Grand Theft Auto Four. That. No. In- this is, seven, this is going it was, beyond how long we've been recording. Yeah. Well, as you know, we started recording in 2007. Uh, we've well, been recording the la- for 13 years, Tricky. Wait, when, when did we? No, okay, you're right. It's 10 years, right? 2007 was when I started my job. Sorry. <laughs> Threw me off for a second. Uh, okay, we'll stop at 7, and in 7 it was Bioshock. All right, so Stephen, when was the last time you listened to an episode of Trophy Wars? Oh, I don't know. I, I have I definitely before pandemic. I haven't watched listened to a single podcast. All, all right, so we we have a a, a new special uh, call out when we have Facebook questions. So here you go. Time to check my social media. Yeah. I love that Tricky asked you when the last time you listened to the show was, but he's only played that soundbite on the show three times, I think. Because <laughs> he keeps forgetting to play it. I, now it's perfectly in the soundboard. So what do you think of that soundbite? It's a good one. Steven? It's a good one. It's a good one. Was that a uh, was that a TikTok? What was that? That was, that was a TikTok. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> Fucking TikTok. All right. So Homer asked for Game of the Year. Obviously, we just went across that. Uh, but most importantly, Homer wants to know, what's the over-under on the total number of times you'll use the phrase haptic feedback during this console generation? You know, we actually, didn't we get through an entire episode, this episode, without saying haptic feedback? We did. Now? We did. We did. Yes. I said, I mentioned the controller, but I mentioned the triggers. I did not even say adaptive triggers. I didn't use any of the gimmicks. I didn't use that gimmicks at all. It's rumble. It's it's really silly rumble, and it's really cool. But no, we we got through it. So one down. 
So what do you think the over under on number of times we'll say it over the course of this generation? What, 100? 62. Uh, 500. I, I, yeah, I was about to say about 500. All right. And I just want to point out before we close out our uh, questions, because uh, I gave a homer some shit about watching the football game. Uh, I, I never thought I'd say it this year, but the New York Giants are in first place. They're in first place, baby. How about them Cowboys? Suck it, nerds. Well, how good is the <clears throat> NFC East? Is the NFC the worst. better than the <laughs> worst? <laughs> they are the worst uh, division in football history. In the history of football, it is the worst. Does anyone in that division have a winning record? <laughs> Incorrect. No. The Giants are in first place at four and what seven? Four and seven, I think. Four and seven. The the Washington football team is four and seven. The Eagles are three six and one, and the Cowboys are three and eight. God, that's even that's even worse than the NFC West used to be. <laughs> it, it's what's sad is I think they lost their first six games or first seven games. No, they lost their first six games. Then got a win. Yeah, yeah. It, it sure it sure is football. <laughs> that that's what it is. Oh my god, it oh, is the oh, worst. Fo- hold on a second. Yeah, Daniel Jones got hurt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're calling Eli right now. You know that's happening. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. He uh is, is hurt there, his hand. Is there a starting quarterback still alive in the NFC East right now? The, uh, mm, wait, wait, what team has the, oh the uh, Broncos had their practice squad quarterback play today? Because get this, all four of their quarterbacks have COVID. Yeah, I saw I saw <laughs> a, uh, a headline saying that uh, they should be calling up Colin Kaepernick, but they were like they he couldn't even play even if they wanted to because he has to go through two weeks of quarantine. Yeah, no, like they 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 have no choice. So they don't all have COVID. I, I I'm I'm just joshing. One did, and the other three had close contact with the one of the quarterbacks, so they have to quarantine now. So yeah, the, fucking man, this is just a the what a what a weird year, man. Just wait. Weird. Here's the other shocking stuff. Hold on. Let me find it real quick. Uh, Alex is trying to go to bed. <laughs> I know. The Browns are eight and three. Well, they, they it's about time because that <laughs> fan base has suffered long enough. It's been like 48 <laughs> years. It's like, okay. The Bengals are two and eight. <laughs> the Jets are 0 and 11, which is normal. I've never All seen. Right. I've never. So here, he, like, I, I thought. Like, I used to be one of those people. I was like, yeah, you know, football is a great sport. Everybody loves football. Yeah, it's awesome. But when you have to watch the shitty Jets and the shitty Giants and the shitty (laughs) NFC East every single week, I'm like, football is terrible. This, if you don't don't have a halfway decent football team, this sport sucks, dude. It is so horrible. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, I think that, hold on, I I forget where we're at. All right, you know, this portion of the show is brought to you by Twitch Prime. Did you know that Amazon gives you $5 to give to your favorite streamer every month? If you link your Amazon Prime account with Twitch, you can sub to any Twitch page for free. You have to renew it every month. Otherwise, Amazon is just going to keep your money, though. So remember, so why not just give it to us instead? All right, shout outs. Let's close the show out. Uh, gentlemen, I'd like to go to bed. I'm going to be up for a couple more hours. Uh, Alex, I'll start with you, sir. 
give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Thank you all for continuing to support the show and pushing us to even greater heights, expanding our reach to even more platforms. Uh, we can't thank you all enough, but it, uh, we humbly say thank you for your continued support. Give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield, who could not be here tonight, uh, spending some time with his good old brother, the Homer, as I understand. One of our Rocket League bros, Rocket League Thursday nights on Twitch, be there. Sometimes you'll see Tricky play with us, but usually it's just me, Homer, and, and Yield with a, a fourth revolving chair. Uh, shout out to Steven, especially, not only for bringing the knowledge, but also for bringing the recommendation of Carry On. Uh, that definitely sounds like a cool game, so I'll have to check it out, sir. Thank you. Indeed. And want to give a shout out to my loving, awesome girlfriend, Ashley. Uh, this Thanksgiving was a little bit different probably for a lot of us. It was just me and her, uh, but we spent the day. We had, uh, thanks to her, we had a lovely, delicious meal, and we just sat around all day watching TV, playing video games. So even if it was a lot different than we're, we're used to, it was still a very quality Thanksgiving. So thank you, honey. And uh, yeah, that is going to be my shout outs. Steven. Well, thank you, Tricky, for uh, consistently trying to get me back on the show and working with my you know, dumb scheduling uh, to do it. Uh, thank you, Alex, for having me, for opening your doors and allowing me to sit on this nicely uh, warm kept seat. Uh, thank you. Door never shuts there. I appreciate that. Um, thank you, listeners, for checking out the show. Um, if you guys, uh, I, I I wanted to give a shout out to um, a newest member of Dual Screens, which of course is where you know the site and the YouTube and like all that shit that I that I do over there. Um, we have a new member of the team, uh, Taylor Allen, who goes by It's Perger. Um, he's been a tremendous help, uh, and I just want to give him a huge shout out. He's really lit a fire under my ass to do some new content and stuff like that. So I, I do appreciate uh, you if you're going to listen to this. Um, you know, and thanks, thank you to uh, Walmart for not shitting on my pre-order. I appreciate that. That was great. They shit on everybody else, but they didn't shit on you or me. <laughs> did he? Did he hear the story, Tricky, about you and your? No, attempt? he did not. So, Tricky, since Stephen didn't listen to the show last hold, week, oh, well, hold on a second. You were just giving me shit about closing out the show. Now you want to have? <laughs> you want to? You want to do this? Again? I, I could. What's an extra three minutes? So, Stephen, Tricky bought a brick in a box. Oh no! You got bamboozled. No. Well, okay. I did, but I didn't. I had well, a hookup. No, you did. You opened okay. up a box and there was a okay. brick in it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I I had a hookup that got me the disc version of the PS5. Uh-huh. Went and picked it up, brought it home, opened it up. It was just a brick. Indeed. Called up the guy. Now, now the guy that my hookup, he's a good guy. Called him up. I told him what happened. He gave me my money back. He went searching for the guy that sold him the console. But yes, my first attempt... Was a brick. Well, tricky. Did you even? Well, actually, it was your fifth attempt, wasn't it? Because after the <laughs> technically speaking, technically speaking, is this okay. the is this the first time you didn't get one launch day? Like since like PS2. Yes. Yeah. I got one for the living room, one for the uh, studio, and one for work. Man, greedy shit, and I felt bad getting mine. We're over here worried about if people are spending too much money on microtransactions, Stephen. While meanwhile, Tricky's spending, you know, fifteen hundred dollars on PlayStation. Listen, every every time PlayStation comes I didn't out spend with fifteen hundred, anytime PlayStation comes out with anything fancy, anything new, anything fun, they hear Tricky over there. 
big, big old whale ready to drop down a thousand dollars on a collector's edition of some bullshit to get some bullshit statue. Ooh, here he comes. My dad hire you as like their marketing manager. Yo, if anybody has a Pulse 3D hits it, let me know. I'm willing to buy it off of them. Those things are hard to find. Yeah, you can't get them right now. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the cheapest I saw on Facebook Marketplace, uh, somebody wanted two hundred and fifty dollars for it. Yeah, for a one hundred dollar headset, you could suck a nut, sir. Thank you. See, uh, we won't do this on the show, but uh, I'm really struggling to find a good headset to play with the PlayStation Five now because streaming, because uh, there's no optical port on the back of the PS Five, which I have no idea why the fuck they decided to do that. But because of that, my uh, my looser sounds don't work on the PS Five. The, the ones that I have uh, are great. They're USB, but they have a, uh, a three and a half millimeter jack. So you could put it in the controller if you want, or you could go USB. Um, I, had, I had the same thing with mine, with my looser sounds. But the problem is, is because uh, the headset doesn't turn or you don't need to turn the headset on that. It actually reverbs back. And like, if I'm playing with you, you hear yourself echo. I don't hear an echo, but you hear yourself echo and, because not, you're hearing the voice come through the controller, but because it's also connected, it's also coming back through. So you're hearing it through the microphone, and you're hearing it through the wire. That's weird. Which, yeah, really sucks. All right, let's close out the show. Uh, my shout-outs are Sweet Mama D, who got her second platinum. Uh, she says she's coming for her Yield. So Yield, you, uh, I know you never get to hear this because you never listen to shows, but uh, she's coming for you. Shout-out to... I'm behind Yield. Yield has more platinums than I do, doesn't he? I thought you guys are tied, aren't you? I don't think so. He took the lead on me, and I still, I mean, even though yes. I got like three or four platinums this year, I still haven't, like, been gangbusters. Well, she said she was going after Yield because Yield's the one that replied to the oh, text okay. messages. Uh, shout out to Alex for looking at my broken thumb. Yeah, Tricky sends us a picture in our group text. It's like, hey, here's a picture of my broken thumb, and me being like, afterwards, why the fuck did I just look at that? Steven, you looking at Skype? I will never look at a broken thumb. Right right there. Hold look on. at that. The hell did you do? Never mind. Save it. <laughs> uh, so shout out to Alex for, for looking at it and then replying, why the fuck did I put myself through that? <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've read in a long time. It made me laugh even though I was in a lot of pain. Uh, shout I was out also at work working an overnight that because I was on Friday. I was working <laughs> overnight that night and I was getting some coffee and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, shout out to the goddess who's actually waiting for me to get done recording so she can cook shout out to the listeners uh, shout out to the garbage truck that broke my thumb uh, so if there's nothing else until next week happy trophy hunting later The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.